Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. So Cork football finds itself in a pretty dire state since their somewhat of a surprise All-Ireland win back in 2010. Cork have fallen way down the pecking order. They're currently in Division 2 of the Allianz Football League. Failed to win any of the last six Munster titles. They haven't won more than two games in a championship season in any of the past five years. It's probably fair to say that Cork football can't sink any lower. Well, in a bid to change their fortunes, Cork have released a new plan entitled 2024, a five-year plan for Cork football, with the aim of getting the Cork football team at all levels back contending for All-Irelands. Mick Foley of the Sunday Times was at yesterday's launch of the report. Evening, Mick. Hey, Nathan, how are you? It's an ambitious plan, as these things tend to be. You might talk us through some of the main points. Yeah, well, it's sort of, I suppose it's, as plans go, it's fairly comprehensive. I mean, it touches literally every aspect of football development you can think of, from increasing player numbers to getting more referees on board to the inter-county game. It's it's everything, really. And it's, I suppose it's a reflection, as you said yourself there in your intro, of how, how chronic the problems are in Cork mm. at the moment. I suppose the, the kind of headline things, if you're looking at it from that point of view, uh, is the appointment because a couple of important appointments. One is a project coordinator, which will uh, obviously oversee the whole the whole operation. But they'll have a high performance manager coming in, which will actually operate for hurling and football. They'll have a talent identification manager, which will also operate hurling and football. But it'll be that guy will be basically there, I suppose, to to hone the player pathway that's there at underage level and so on and so forth. They'll have a junior administrator to help with the rebel oak aspect of things, which is the underage side of things. They're also going to get a media liaison officer in, which is part of a kind of a wider plan to try and re-engage and, and, and reconnect with the core public, I suppose, because, you know, the apathy. And that was the interesting thing as well around this report. When you look at the language that's used in it, it's it's quite different to what you'd have normally expected coming from a Cork County board talking about football. There's talk about apathy, culture shift, uh, people feeling disengaged from the team. Hmm. Um, it's it's very different language from what you'd normally hear from them. There's an honesty. Yeah, yeah. Let me look. You know, it's something that you know we've talked about on this show a lot over the years, and something we've written about a lot, and plenty of other people have as well. I mean, the issues that are addressed in this uh, strategic plan are things that have been talked about for years. Um, but what I what struck me listening to them yesterday was it was the use of that that expression culture shift, and also Tracy Kennedy, the county chairperson, talked about you know Cork being a dual county and always treating um, hurling and football equally. But that doesn't necessarily amount to equitable treatment in the sense that you might give both sports the same things, but hurling would still be considered by the public and, and even by its administrators in some aspects to be the sport that counts the most, the code that counts the most. So, I mean, you're talking in, in that regard, you're talking about a culture shift. This isn't a sort of a, what would you call it, like a kind of a, a thing that suddenly just appeared. We're talking about a hundred year plus state of mind mm. that they're beginning to try and change because if they don't if they don't do it now as you said they've had a bad run of it i mean last year their defeat to Kerry last year in the monster final was their worst in 80 years mm. the defeat against tyrone and the qualifiers after that was the worst defeat a cork football team has taken in the championship outside of Kerry. so even on those two basic matrices or, or excuse me metrics um they're in a, they're in a, they're at the thinnest end of the wedge, in my opinion. Anyway, was Tracy Kennedy? So she's the county chairperson. Was she the driving force behind this? You had Tracy was was one of the members of the committee. Mm. The other three people on the committee 
for Conor Coonan, who was the manager in 2010 when they won the All-Ireland, obviously an All-Ireland winner himself as a player. With Brian Cuthbert, who was the Cork manager a few years back, was one of the main architects of the Rebel Oak underage structure and also has done a lot of uh, academic work around coaching and stuff in the last bunch of years. And you had Graham Canty, who obviously was a, a major in character in Cork. Captain in 2010, exactly. And one of those few... Cork sports people who can go by the one single name. If you say Canty, everybody knows who you're talking about. So they're very capable, very serious people. Uh, they got together and, and shows a refreshing yeah. thinking in a way as well because you're talking about strong voices there, people who've seen what's gone right and also what's gone wrong on the front line. And the type of characters actually, particularly say with somebody like Brian Cuthbert, who a lot of people will feel was maybe discarded too soon as the senior football manager, who was a very strong. Gaelic games brain and understanding of, of all levels of football that in so many counties we see people like that just discarded and their thoughts are, are forgotten about the second they leave the senior job yeah it's it's a it's, it was very refreshing to see that and I mean I can remember at the time when this when this committee was put together there was a lot of kind of eyes rolled to heaven at the idea of just Cork on the board throwing together a committee after a bad beating by Tyrone and sure what's it gonna what's it gonna really amount to but I think what you're seeing I suppose on, on a wider scale with the Cork County Board at the moment, they've obviously gone through major change mm. at executive level with Frank Murphy stepping aside and, and a lot of other people as well of that, I suppose, vintage, if you like, or that, that, that core of administrators have moved along. And I think you're seeing this this report and also they're conducting a strategic review uh, of, of Cork GA itself. I, I think you're seeing a gradual, again, back to that word, maybe culture shift or a kind of a change of attitude and a change of approach in terms of how they see the issues that are right. That, to be honest, the issues that have been staring people in the face for decades. But this is, you know, I mean, what they're what what they're proposing here is a five-year plan. But mm. there's, it's going to require serious, serious buy-in from from all levels of, of Cartier. And I, I would imagine it's not going to be an easy sell, but it's probably a necessary sell. And it's probably a good time to release a report like this, a little bit of positive talk around Cork football and Cork GEA because we're still in the fallout of the cost of the redevelopment of, of Porky Cueve. And a lot of the good things you've spoken about there, project coordinators, talent identification officers, junior administrators, these are, I'd imagine, going to be paid positions. Where is yeah. Cork GEA going to get the money when they're saddled with this huge debt from the stadium? And this, that very sentence is the sentence that they've been trying to explain, I suppose, for the last month or so like that. And they're going to be explaining it for a lot longer. Essentially, what's occurred in Cork GA in relation to Parky Cueve is that you now have, I suppose it's a little bit like Crow Park is. Parky Cueve is considered as a business separate to Cork County Board now. So you have a separate uh, executive, or, excuse me, board of directors who run Parky Cueve including people from Crow Park, including people from the Cork County Board, and including people who would have been on the stadium community mm. previously to that. So they are, they're, the Cork County Board, Tracy Kennedy and others, have been trying to make this clear distinction between Parky Cueve as one business, if you like, and Cork County Board operating entirely independently of what's going on. So in effect, you know, things like those, things like those appointments, for example, that question was asked yesterday, I mean, they, they won't have to be sanctioned by Crow Park because they're going to be, whatever salaries will be paid will be paid by Cork County Board. There'll be no money coming from Crow Park for those. So Cork County Board are free to go ahead and uh, and, and make those appointments themselves. So from, so from what you can tell then, as you say, that distinction then between the Cork County Board and the new Porky Cueve company, private company, mm -hmm. I guess, that's going to have to repay this debt. Do the Cork yeah. County Board not have any responsibilities in terms of paying off that debt? 
Effectively, well, effectively, no. I, I suppose in practice, I mean, in practice, you know, Crow Park, for example, have come down and they've essentially guaranteed the loan mm. that, that, that they're paying off, right? So that takes, I mean, in practice, it takes a huge weight off Cork County Board. In my opinion, anyway, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. For the Cork, for, for the Cork County Executive, I would say, I mean, whatever they say publicly, I'd say they're absolutely relieved at this state of events because it, it or this, 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 this kind of evolution of events, I suppose, over the last two months. Well, a debt like that would a, kill Cork GA for, for decades. Well, it would slow it down. It certainly would slow it down. I mean, in, in effect, it's taken that lump of debt and moved it into another company that can address that issue and work away on that issue independent of the day-to-day running of Cork County Board. Now, that's what's been said. That's the distinction that's been made. The issue for Cork County Board going forward is drilling that message back into the public, into their stakeholders, into the people who want to fund, who actually want to fund Cork GA, because I think that for a long time yet, there is going to be this sense that, well, if I want to donate a lot of money to Cork GA, well, where is it going? Is it going to go into service of debt in the stadium? Or is it actually going to go and help get coaches in? Is it going to help the county teams? And that yeah. that is going to be an ongoing issue for them. But, you know, there this is, this is the situation as it stands. And I think they're just going to have to spend a hell of a lot of time drilling that message out into the public. A text from PJ. Does this have anything to do with Frank Murphy's departure? Administrators now free to reimagine the structures in the county? I think it's got everything to do with it, to be honest with you. I think it's it's a situation, I mean, uh, you know, I, I looking again, as I say, looking at the, the depth that they've gone into in this. I mean, they're talking about Cork football in a way that it just hasn't been spoken about before. I mean, for years... The idea that Cork football was playing second fiddle to the hurlers was sometimes almost seen as an advantage that, you know, it's us against the world and mm. all this sort of stuff. That stuff is very short term. It doesn't, it's not sustainable unless you've got really good players coming forward. And to be honest, Cork football has kind of straggled along with a very old school mentality in terms of the way they develop players, in terms of the way they see player pathways and so on and so forth. And the board just simply were not making the changes and, and not speaking about Cork football and, and doing the things that really needed to be done. Whereas at least this document, and again, I mean, and they say, I mean, Tracy says it in the introduction to the document, a lot of this stuff was common sense. Yeah. And I would go further to say that a lot of this stuff they should have been doing anyway. But the fact that they're talking, to me, it's how they're talking about football now and that they're accepting that really it's, it's slid so far now um, that there needs to be an action, and I go back to that that expression again: that this culture shift and this distinction between what's equal and what's equitable, and that football football needs special care and attention now. But even that in itself, Nathan, it is going to be a hard sell in a dual county where you got a hell of a lot of hurling strongholds, and then mm. looking at this going well. Well, what happens to us? Like, you know, are we going to get left behind now if they're going to spend all their time concentrating on football? And I guess the issue with a plan like this always is that while it's thorough and it covers all aspects of the game, so often reports are judged on the success of the senior men's football team. And the problems at Cork are so deep-rooted that even a five-year plan may not be enough time to see the impacts of that on what happens with the senior team. Well, you never know. I mean, you never know how these plans are going mm. to work out. But I would make this point. I don't agree that, that, that you know, it could be five or ten years or whatever. I, I, have, a gen- I have a general theory about, about GA teams that the vast majority of them aren't operating at, at their optimum anyway. Um, maybe a couple maybe a couple are actually absolutely maxing out and getting the absolute most out of themselves. But I do believe that it's possible in Gaelic football and hurling to make progress very quickly, uh, depending on, you know, obviously you need everybody pulling in the right direction, etc., etc. Cork, 
do not have a problem with players. There's not a problem. It's not like that there's no talent out there. It's plenty, plenty, plenty of good young players. Um, the problem that they've had are, are a lot more deep-rooted in terms of the coaching, the club championships, the amount of football they're actually playing. Maybe there's been too much of an emphasis at underage level on size and physicality and so on and so forth at yeah. the expense of football and so on and so forth. But I do think that if they got their act together, um, Cork could make progress. Like They're in the middle of division too. And they're talking about being All-Ireland contenders in this, in this plan within three to five years. But what does that actually mean? I guess that probably means, to me, that probably means getting into the last four. Mm. Now, Cork, have, Cork haven't been in All-Ireland quarterfinals since 2014. But if I said to you now that Cork are going to make the Super 8s and they're going to get promoted from Division 2, I don't think anybody will be melting with shock. No. Like, that would be fairly, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's manageable. And if you're in the Super 8s, you've got a shot, you've got a shot at making, a shot, shot at making the All-Ireland semi-finals. So that's the level that, that Cork are aspiring to, All-Ireland contenders. I don't think that level is that far off with the right approach and with the right support structures and so on and so forth, which there at least there is a potential for that in this document. And of course, Mick, there's the intangible that is touched upon in this report as well that we just cannot ignore, which is the corkness of Cork Corkness. people. The GA has been an inherent and inextricable aspect of the Cork psyche for generations, and Cork GA success has contributed hugely to those essential elements of Corkness, recognisable to all our rivals, that air of confidence just on the right side of arrogance, an unparalleled pride in our county, and our unsatiable desire for Cork to be the best at absolutely everything. Well, I know that there's lads in Roscommon would say that's actually mayoness. But <laughs> that's, I'm going to leave that. We're to never on the right side of arrogance, is the problem of mayo, you see. <laughs> I think, you know what? I, and it's, it's, a, it's funny how they use that word because it's, it's, They've used it very deliberately and frequently through the report, and they used it very deliberately yesterday at, at, at the press conference as well. I mean, what struck me about Corkness, if you like, and, you know, I, I suppose it's it's referring to this notion that, you know, if Cork are in a, in a big game, that they always believe they can win it regardless of the situation, and that, that obviously translates into success more often than not if you are winning the games. But what struck me is that they're not talking about Corkness being back and lads, we've just flicked the, flicked the switch and we're away in a hack. This document is documenting and talking about the decline. It's mourning the loss mm. of that self-confidence and that self-belief and the need to go back to absolute brass tacks. And again, as I said at the top, this thing drills down into the very foundations of how you put player player pools together in teams and yeah. go forward from there. So, like, if you're talking about Corkness, to get Corkness back with what, you know, what is it? It's 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 winning, and to win, they have to do all this really hard work at the bottom, and that's as much there's as much of that in this, and that 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 to me is as much corkness if you want to call it that, as kind of lifting trophies and telling everybody you're going to win three or four more. Mick, great stuff as always. We look forward to the return of corkness over the coming years. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> Never went away. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley there from the Sunday Times. Quick break, and we're back with the football show. Off the ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.